Next on BYU Sports Nation, which one of the early signees will have the greatest impact at BYU? Is it Jacob Conover, the four-star quarterback? Will join us and tell us why he became one of the biggest recruiters for the Cougars. And from the quarterback of the future to the current quarterback, does BYU's bowl success hinge on the performance of Zach Wilson? Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, your hosts, Jerem Jordan and Jason Shepard. BYU Sports Nation is live. It's your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. It is Thursday, December 20th. Man, we are getting close. Bowl Game Eve. I'm Jerem Jordan. Spencer Linton is enjoying a continental breakfast in Boise, so I'm teamed up with our own Aquaman, Jason Shepard. That is true. That is true. I was a, I was a swimmer. Yes. Are you still a swimmer? Uh, I have not swam competitively. Yeah. I'll jump in the pool. We could set that up with the between the lines. I think. Yeah. Um, that that actually that may not be a bad idea. Yeah. That give, may not give, be a bad. Uh, idea. Give some of our guys uh, or girls a head start. Give Sorry, them. You give. Yeah, a head I was going to say I get the head go? start. Yeah. Yeah. No, I would want to go. I would want to. Yeah. I would want to test myself. Uh, you know, against them. Yeah. Even if I get blo- look. It's been a long time since I've swam competitively. I don't expect to beat them. Yeah. I'm setting the bar real low. Yeah. I have a well, qu- so was I this week with BYU football. <laughs> so, I have a question for you. Why is it called a continental breakfast? Where did that term come from? Like in Europe, is it still continental? I, I, don't, I don't understand. Like we all say it. I, I don't think a continental that the breakfast just means like a muffin or a donut yeah, and it, some fruit. If it's really continental, it would have Mexican food and whatever Canadians yes. eat. <laughs> Like, some, 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 like poutine? Yeah, some poutine in there. Yeah, yeah. Some tacos. Yeah, some you got enchiladas. The, Tim Hortons. I love Mexican food. Yeah, yeah, I don't understand where the yeah. term, like, why is it called continental breakfast? I don't know. We'll put our research team on that. Here's what we have for you on today's show. Uh, much more compelling content, like where does continental <laughs> breakfast come from? Four-star BYU quarterback signee Jacob Conover joins us in 15. What's the best recruiting pitch about BYU right now he's heard and he's giving since he's a recruiter of sorts as well. Spencer Linton joins us in 40 as well from Boise as we get you ready for the famous Idaho Potato Bowl. It is tomorrow. The football season ends tomorrow. Go get that dub. But first, today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. Tomorrow it's on, baby. BYU in western Michigan in the famous Idaho Potato Bowl. Cougar offensive lineman Tristan Hodge says BYU is preparing with urgency for the Broncos. Guys came in prepared, you know, ready to keep going and keep pushing and getting better, you know, because we, we are taking, while we are having fun, this is a serious game that we have to prepare for. Tristan Hodge sounds like what you want an offensive line to sound like. Uh, yeah, right here, right here. We're going to be gruff. I'm going to block you. It's great. Tomorrow's coverage begins at 2 Eastern with pre, Cougar Pregame Live with Jason Shepard on BYU Radio. BYU TV's countdown to kickoff is at 3 Eastern time. BYU football signs 14 players to the 2019 recruiting class after the first day of the early signing period. Now, we highlighted 10 of the 14 yesterday on the show as they were announced. Those included four-star quarterback Jacob Conover, who will join us later in the show, and then Michael Daly, a linebacker from Lone Peak, who, by the way, had 24 and a half sacks as a senior. Awesome. Four other future Cougars signed following yesterday's show, and here they are. Chase Roberts, wide receiver, 6'4", 195, out of American Fork, Utah, 2019 Under All-American uh, player, first team All-State, 1,700 receiving yards, 18 TDs as a senior this fall in the state title game. 
15 catches, 258 yards, and two touchdowns. Recruited by USC, Stanford, Utah. This was a really good get for BYU. Absol- absolutely. And the, uh, the push for offensive line play continues. Brock Gunderson signed yesterday. He's an offensive lineman. 6'4", 265 out of Cypress, Texas. He was a three-time all-district offensive lineman. Dual sport athlete. Obviously played football as well as basketball. He was recruited by Purdue, Utah State, Army, Air Force, and UNLV. George Udo, defensive back, 6-1-2-10, Walnut Creek, California. He's fast, which leads us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. George Udo ran a 10-9-100 meter in high school. That's fast. Love it. Caleb Christensen ran a 10-8 as well, so let's get those two out on the track. Recruited by Oregon State, so another good, tall 6'1 DB. Yeah, and another offensive lineman, Eli Unatoa, the 6'5", 290-pound offensive lineman from Hawaii. His father, Morris, actually played at BYU. He was on the offensive line. Uh, Eli was recruited by Cal, Colorado State, and Fresno. Welcome to the fam. Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. It's what's trending on BYU Sports Nation. Yesterday, as mentioned, BYU signed 14 future BYU football players. Some will go on missions first. Others will be on the team next year. So, Jason, which player will have the greatest impact at BYU? Look, I'm going to go with Jacob Conover. It's not just because he's going to join us coming up in our next segment. But it's not always the quarterback that will have the greatest impact. But it, it certainly feels like that's the case more than not. Just simply because of the position that they play, they factor into the success of a team more than any other player. Yes. And especially in this scenario where Jacob's a four-star recruit. I mean, this is a highly thought of football player. You mentioned Alabama. I mean, this was not the only P5 school and high-level P5 school that was looking at this young man. So he would seem to be the guy that's in line to take over after Zach Wilson leaves BYU. So I think for those reasons, I think he's the one that has the greatest impact at BYU right now. The quarterback in football has a bigger impact on the game than any other team sport, and it's not close. Okay, the quarterback is highly influential. This is a big time get for BYU. Four star guy, uh, one of the best players ever out of the state of Arizona. Setter in volleyball. You still got to hit the ball. They are the quarterback, though. Yeah, that was what I was waiting for you. I would go quarterback still in football, but yeah, setter setter is kind of that direction, right? Three three time state champ. Yeah, started as sophomore, junior, senior. One Gunnar Romney's high school teammate. He's going to be here in 2021, as you mentioned. So if Gunnar Romney doesn't go on a mission, they'll have one year together, which is kind of crazy because Gunnar's one year older right? Uh, and wiser too. But, yeah, if you look beyond Jacob Conover, I go Chase Roberts. Under, our, Under Armour All-American, 258 yards in the state title game. Are you kidding me? It's decent. BYU needs guys uh, at receiver that can make plays a little Playmakers, more. yes. The leading receiver for BYU in touchdowns this year is Talon Shumway with three. That is just an extremely low number. BYU's got to have more production out of a receiver or receivers that can really dominate on the field. It's been a few years since BYU had a guy like Mitch Matthews. I still don't think he's elite, but he was very good, and it's been a while since BYU had that very good guy. The leading receiver for BYU right now is 459 yards. Like, 459 for the leading guy is not a lot. Well, good balance and whatnot. You need the defense to be – you need to go to a certain guy on third down, make a play. Chase Roberts could be that guy. And then you mentioned Michael Daly. David Nixon's nephew, uh, 24 and a half sacks his senior year, 24 and a half, 40 and a half tackles for loss. This is a guy who could be an impact linebacker as well 
after his mission. So Conover's going mission first. We'll talk to him next segment. Chase Roberts appears to be playing first and then potentially a mission. And then Michael Daly is a mission first guy. You know, you talked about the the receivers. You know, this boils down to you mentioned said the word playmaker. That that's what BYU needs. And not just a guy that can go make a catch, but you know, a receiver that can create separation. And, and make, make the job of the quarterback easier not having to throw into coverage. If you, if you have a receiver that not only has the ability to, to make the catch, but also put some separation between himself and the defender, th- that's, those are the things BYU needs. And I, th- I think Chase can certainly do that. The guys that BYU had in the 80s and 90s, although they may have been burn, uh, burners at time, they weren't separators. It was schematically getting open. Um, you think Andy Boyce got 1,200 yards in 1990 because he was a separator? I don't think that was his greatest attribute. I think he had other great qualities that made him good. But when BYU opens the season with Utah, Tennessee, USC, and Washington, you have to have separators. So hopefully guys like Chase Roberts and company can continue to be those guys because these schedules are different. The teams that BYU is playing are different than they've ever played. By the way, Mitch Matthews is elite, and the car that he drives, the Tesla, Oh. Is super elite. Well, he's yeah, he has a Tesla now, so that's elite. I got to see that Tesla up close. It was awesome. It was cut by the Browns. I love Mitch. He was awesome at BYU, it but he was, was cut by the Browns. Come on. He's elite. There's a lot for BYU to play for in tomorrow's bowl game. The, the outcome's going to determine if the Cougars have a winning season or not. Now, BYU will be without several key players on defense, and the status of some offensive players right now still unknown. Jerem, is BYU's bowl game fate entirely dependent on Zach Wilson's performance? Not entirely, but I would say mostly. Um, let's look at why this is even being brought up, okay? BYU at running back has Squally Canada, we think, Riley Burton, Tyler Algier. We're not sure that Lopini Katoa is going to play. Then who knows what BYU would get from the rushing offense, right? Defensively, four of the top eight tacklers are out. Corbin Kafusi, Isaiah Kafusi, Zane Anderson, and Chris Wilcox, okay? This is an issue on both sides of the ball. You know why BYU was up 20 twice against Utah and then subsequently lost that lead? It's because of the play of Zach Wilson, mainly, I think. He was very aggressive. He was awesome. 20 of 29, 204, two touchdowns passing, 14 rushes for 73 yards, five yards a carry. Then BYU went pretty conservative and like didn't have Zach kind of be Zach and the run game wasn't going and BYU wasn't slinging it to Bushman. That, BYU's its best self if Zach Wilson is doing his thing. Against Hawaii, that happened. Uh, and then UMass and, and Boise State, it started to happen with Zach a little more. I think that it kind of does with Zach Wilson. Look, is it entirely on his shoulders? No, it's not entirely on his shoulders. There, there are still weapons around him, but he's definitely going to have a lot on his plate. You and I are on the same page when it comes to that. I, I think, though, to a certain degree, though, it's unfair to Zach to say that the outcome is entirely on his shoulders. Now, with that said... He very much, to me, seems like he's the type of player that would welcome yes. that pressure, that, that he wants that pressure. But I think it's probably unfair to him to pin all hopes of a win or a loss on his shoulders. Okay, Riley Nelson saw our, uh, Twitter qu- our social media question said uh, this. He had a post. Ooh, this will be fun. Let's do some math. When you consider there are three phases to the game, offense, defense, special teams, there's a maximum of 33% right out of the gate. I disagree with that idea. I think the quarterback's more influential than anyone on special teams. I've never seen a quarterback complete a pass without some kind of pocket or protection in front of him. So being dependent on five of the other 11 offensive players, which is 45% of the offense, further brings our max to 15. 
And then he continues to kind of chip away uh, and, and at the end says, this leaves us with a maximum potential of 6.225%. In other words, relatively little. This is why I love football, the ultimate team game. I don't, I don't uh, disagree that it's certainly a team effort, but what we mean is when you need to make a play, it's got to happen from Zach Wilson. You're right. If he gets some blocking against Boise State at the two, he doesn't have to eat it. Yep. Um, and BYU maybe wins that game. Utah, BYU can run the ball a little bit better. Matt Hadley doesn't get hurt. But I, I think if you have to pinpoint one player that will influence the game more than anybody else, independent of what game that is, yes. I would almost always say the quarterback. No, and, and I, I agree with you. Look, Squally is back. We don't know how healthy he's going to be. There, there are still weapons around Zach Wilson. Offensive line is intact. There, you know, you still have Matt Bushman there. There, there are players there. But, yes, certainly it's going to start with him. And, again, like I said, I, th- I think he's going in feeling that because he wants that. That's just his personality. And I think most quarterbacks are like that, that they just, yeah, put it on me. That's fine. I'll put it on me. That's, I'll, I, can, I can wear that. I don't, I, don't think there's, I don't think he is dodging that at all, whether it's true or not. He needs to dodge a wrench. That's what he really needs to dodge. <laughs> dodge a ball. The experts in the desert, Westgate specifically, have the Cougars as a 12.5-point favorite at the moment. Jason, do you believe BYU will win by two scores? Look, I, I don't know. And quite frankly, I don't care as long as BYU wins. I really don't care about if it's by three, seven, 12 and a half, 17 plus. 12 and a half would be an interesting. Thought. It would be a very interesting for, for it to finish. I, here's, what I, here's what I believe. I believe BYU is the better team. I believe BYU will win. Does that mean 12 and a half? Maybe. This game's not going to tell an accurate story on this team anyway. There are too many playmakers missing for anybody to compare it to another game. So it really is a game in and you know, in to itself. So look, I I think they're capable of doing that, winning by twelve and a half or more. But I really don't care what the final score is as long as it's a win. Just getting to a winning season, that's what's important. I'm not quite sure. Let me give you some reasons why. Uh, Western Michigan can run the rock. Levante Bellamy, top 20 nationally in yards with 1,100. Jamari Bogan has 15 rushing touchdowns by himself. So those two are uh, a lethal combination at running back for Western Michigan. However, the Bronco defense isn't great. 33 allowed a game is 103rd in FBS. But... There's one common opponent between these two teams. It's Northern Illinois. Your boys from Western Michigan, they're from Kalamazoo. Is that where they're from? Kalamazoo. Uh, it's a great name just 20, to say. Yeah. 28-21 win against Northern Illinois. BYU lost 7-6. And that was start, what, number two for Zach Wilson? So kind of early on there. BYU's banged up at running back defensively. Um, you know who's not going to be in this game uh, for, for BYU is the guys that helped BYU get up by 20 defensively. 20 to nothing, 27 to 7. Corbin Kafusi and Isaiah Kafusi are out. And they were big-time contributors in that Utah game. They're not going to be in this game. So will Western Michigan be able to control the game on the ground a little bit, and will BYU have a hard time running it? I think Zach Wilson's going to have to run the ball effectively. So to answer the original question, do I believe BYU will win by two scores? I'm not quite sure. I think it could be closer than this. Yet I wouldn't be surprised if BYU played a great game and kind of let Zach Wilson loose. I'm telling you, if Zach has a great game, BYU's in business. If he does not, I don't see a situation in which he really struggles and BYU wins the game. See, I, I think BYU's I think BYU's the better team. I, I do. And I, the, the Western Michigan defense is not good. 
It, it's not. BYU should be able to score some points here. BYU has uh, like a top 35 defense. Yes. 18th in uh, and and yards allowed. Let's not forget. That's with Corbin and Isaiah. Yes, I understand that. But let's not forget. They, they're starting a true freshman quarterback as well. Yes. Okay? And as a matter of fact, both took over roughly. Caleb Ellaby. Yes. The, roughly the same point in the season. Now, for different reasons. Uh, Western Michigan, Ellaby was for a, an injury situation. It's always injury or ineptitude. Yeah. So, so So that they're, the things that they're saying about Zach Wilson, we're saying the same thing about Ellaby. It's, it's freshman. Yeah, and I think Zach... And I like, I like BYU's defense against Ellaby, you know, more, more than, than I like what Western Michigan I can bring against Zach Wilson. I agree with that. Question of the day today, how much of BYU's bowl success depends upon the performance of Zach Wilson? Let's get to the voice of the nation. This is the voice of the nation on BYU Sports Nation. At YFangirl underscore JB on Twitter. Success of any game depends on the performance of the quarterback and the running backs and the receivers and the O-line and the entire defense. Sometimes even the special teams. One for all and all for one. Apparently YFangirl underscore JB is a fan of the Three, three Musketeers. Musketeers. Yeah. yeah. Mm. And the candy bar. I was going to say, I could go for one of the candy bars. Is that in a right continental now. breakfast? That's the question. We have, we have the answer to that too, by the way. Oh, maybe we'll get the, to that The research later. staff got to it. Yeah, let's, uh, let's bury that to the end. You don't want to bury the lead? It's not the lead. <laughs> Coming up, what's the chance Zach Wilson is able to throw three TDs tomorrow afternoon? And we'll talk with the Cougars' highest-ranked recruit of the class, a man Alabama offered. Jacob Conover will join us after the break. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Watch the Cougars warm up before tomorrow's bowl game on Countdown to Kickoff 3 Eastern on BYU TV. Dave, David, and Brian will be in Studio C with live coverage from Boise with Spencer and Blaine as the Cougars prepare for the Western Michigan Broncos. By the way, you can reserve your seat to Countdown to Kickoff at BYUtv.org slash audience. Welcome back. This is BYU Sports Nation simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. If you miss the show live, you can always download the podcast or watch the show on BYUSN.com. I'm excited for tomorrow. You and I will have BYU Sports Nation, live talkbacks with Greg Rubel, Mark Lyons, Spencer Linton, Blaine Fowler on the field. And then uh, you'll turn around an hour later, do pregame. On radio, yep. Uh, I'll go into the control room and we'll uh, get ready for It'll be a fun day. Kickoff. It'll be great. It'll be great. Our question of the day, how much of BYU's bowl success depends upon the performance of Zach Wilson at Shea Lawrence on Twitter, who we met, met yesterday. yesterday. Not You've worried. met him two days in a row. I yeah. met him for the first yeah. time yesterday. Maybe we'll see him again today. Who knows? Not worried at all about Zach being prepared and playing well. Not worried about the defense either. Bigger question is which offense will show up, NIU or Hawaii? Now, we've seen uh, different versions of Zach Wilson. The Hawaii version was heavy, heavy Zach. The Utah version was heavy Zach. I, I'm interested to see if we can see September Squally Canada show up as well. That would really boost the offense there. Continue to weigh in on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Well, BYU signed four... Uh, 14 players yesterday. One of them was Jacob Conover, four-star guy, 104th-ranked recruit in the country by ESPN. He now joins us on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Jacob, welcome to BYU Sports Nation, and welcome to the BYU football family. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. What was yesterday like for you? I know you've uh, wanted to be a Cougar for a long time, and uh, you finally officially inked your name as uh, a future BYU Cougar. You know, it, you know, it was a great feeling. You know, I've been waiting to do this for so long, and to have it finally come true is pretty surreal. Take us through what the recruiting process was like for you. Jeremy and I 
have uh, have never gone through it. Uh, we don't think we will ever be able to go through it because we're not as good of an athlete as you are. So take us through what this entire process was like. You know, um, it all started sophomore year at Chandler, and and now I've been going to BYU camps for so long, and to be able to just going through it, taking it step by step with my dad, who's helped me all the way through it. Um, you know, it kind of started off slow, but I mean, with every athlete, when you get your first offer, it kind of blows up. And, but in the, in the back of my mind, I knew I always wanted to play for BYU. Why was that? When did you become a Cougar fan, and when did that set in that, okay, I'm going to go to BYU? You know, I was actually in my dad's arms when he graduated from, from the Y, and I've always had a Y on my chest, and I've been watching uh, since, since I can remember back in the day. I, I've always grown up watching BYU games. Jacob, besides the fact that you had always wanted to play at BYU, why was this program a good fit for you? Um, you know, it's, I, I've been watching it and just seeing the quarterbacks that – I mean, this was quarterback university back in the day and back in its heyday. And um, just seeing all the coaches come through and the players and just being around the campus so much, I knew that the atmosphere of the school itself and the education was going to be a great fit for me. And I know that if I – if I get the education part down, I know football is just going to follow all along with it. Do you have a sense of the legacy of Arizona quarterbacks at BYU with kind of Max Hall and, and John Beck and perhaps you in the future? You know, that's kind of funny. You know, they've kind of reached out. and um, I've, With Max, uh, Max lives out here and coaches at a high school near me. And, you know, we would be able to stay really close. And it was really cool. We saw... We saw each other at a tournament, and he told me he, was, he just said, welcome to the family, and I thought that was really cool. Jacob, I want to know what it was like when you received a, uh, a letter from Nick Saban at Alabama. What, what in the world? You, you talk about, you know, the greats in college football. What was it like to be offered by that program? You know, um, it was crazy. We went out on a visit and threw for him. I didn't think anything of it, just – it was just another camp to go to, and then the, we, the coaches had us waiting, and I was wondering why we had to wait. And, and then they told us, you're going to go meet with Saban. You know, it's pretty surreal to go meet with one of the most wingest college coaches and granted one of the best teams in the country and him say, you know, we have a scholarship for you. And it's, you know, it's pretty surreal, but it's been through all the hard work that's prepared me with me and my dad, and he's put me in opportunities to succeed. How would you turn that down? You know, um, you know, uh, I know that BYU is the right place for me, and that along came through talking to family and, and prayer, and ultimately, uh, you know, sometimes the most um, glamorous items aren't always the best for you. For those that, that haven't watched your film or don't know a lot about your skill set, why don't you give everybody an idea of what your skill set is and, and really what type of player BYU is getting in you? You know, I, I kind of consider myself a smooth operator. I'm cool, calm, and collective under pressure. And, you know, I live for, I live for the moments that are when everything's on the line. And, uh, you know, I hope to transition uh, the winning from Chandler all the way to BYU. 10,000 passing yards plus, 100-plus touchdowns, three state titles. I, that's as good a high school career as you can have. Gunnar Romney was your boy as well, and you'll be with him back at BYU. We'll see what happens with mission plans or not with him. You'll get at least one season with Gunnar, but – how anxious are you to connect with Gunner at BYU in the end zone? You know, it's, it, I mean, we had an unreal connection here at Chandler, and I can't wait to continue that at BYU. You know, he's a stud player, and I know we've built that connection for the past few years, and I know that it's going to live on at the Y. You know, over the last couple of years, this has become more and more prominent in the recruiting scene, and that's 
actual recruits going out and recruiting other players like, hey, come and play with me. Or if you come here, look what we can do together. You have done that with other recruits uh, that were potentially coming to BYU. What is your message to those recruits? Um, you know, the recruits got to be the, the def- uh, they got to be the right player to come to BYU. You know, this isn't just like any other university. You know, there's a lot of things that come and go into BYU. And you know, um, if I've if I've got to sell myself out to you to go to BYU, you know, you're not you're not the right guy. And I think a lot of the recruits that understand what BYU is know what they're getting themselves into. So, you know, I just pitched out to them. BYU is a place that will not only change your life on the field, but give you the tools to go out and change the world. And I think, you know, that's the biggest thing while we're here. We're here to impact other people's lives, and the, that's the best opportunity at BYU. I'm ready to sign right now. Seriously. I'm, I'm, I'm good. Yes, give, give you've me convinced a, me. Give me a paper. i got to find a fax machine somehow, which is weird still. <laughs> but anyway, uh, let, we're talking to Jacob Conover, quarterback signee out of uh, Chandler, Arizona on BYU Sports Nation. You have your mission call, right? Tell us uh, when you're leaving and where you're going. You know, I, I leave uh, February 12th for Asuncion, Paraguay. What what's that like right now as you graduate from high school early and then you prepare for your mission coming up in uh, about seven weeks? You know, it's, it's I, I can't believe how fast four years blew by, but you know I'm I've been waiting for this moment for a long time and you know with graduating early I, I kind of have a month and a half to you know situate my, situate myself and really focus on leaving for the mission. So uh, how much time have you spent looking at the 2021 BYU football schedule? You know, that was the first, one of the first things I looked at when I knew I was going to go. <laughs> so, yeah, you've got, you know, right out of the gate, being, being a guy from the, the Phoenix area, right out of the gate uh, that season, you're opening up against Arizona in Vegas. Yeah, you know, it's going to be awesome playing against some of the guys I grew up with. And then we play Utah, and then right back to, and then we play ASU. So a lot of these guys that I've played against, I'm going to be playing against them again. So now, just out of curiosity, do you you don't have the schedule right in front of you? You knew that off the top of your head, didn't you? Oh, I've looked at it. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know what's going down. When you have a tough uh, day in the mission, I want you to flip out that schedule and just be like, <laughs> "Okay, it's going to be okay. I'm going to continue working hard, and then I'm going to get ready for all those teams." Well, just, <laughs> Jacob, totally. we appreciate the time. Uh, congratulations on one graduating from high school here uh, really soon, and then. Uh, Congratulations on your mission call, and best of luck, and uh, I guess we'll see you in two years, man. Yeah, awesome. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Okay, appreciate the time. Jacob Conover on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. We've already got his nickname, too. Smooth Operator. Smooth Operator. I love, love that. Yeah. That's awesome. This is a really big get. This it's, is. It's not. I, I don't know that BYU's ever had a quarterback that was offered by Alabama. I, I'm racking my brain thinking. Yeah, I don't. I mean, in 2018, you can have Alabama can offer guys in Hawaii to a tongue of Iloa, all over the place, right? So this is unique. This guy always wanted to be a Cougar. Cool story. He said he was in his dad's arms on graduation day when his dad graduated from BYU. Yeah. Always, had, had, always had the Y on his always chest. Always had a Y on his chest. Look, cool. I'll tell you, I, I, I was impressed with him in more than just what I saw from the, the film. I was impressed. Which matters. Yes. We've seen guys that are good on film and have come here and they haven't done anything. But, but You have to be more than that. Yeah, and his, his answer to what his message to other recruits was phenomenal. Yeah. His just that, like, it's... It, you have, it you takes, have to want to be here. You have to want to be here. It is it a is unique place. Unique. And if I have to convince you, 
it's probably not the, the place for you. you. This is someplace you have to want to be. I'm that excited. was awesome. So he, he'll go on his mission February 12th. He'll be back for the 2021 season. Excited for that. <laughs> he knew that schedule by heart. That was great. <laughs> Coming up, we're enjoying the warmth of Studio B. How is Spencer Linton doing out in the Boise cold? We'll ask him as he joins us live from the gym state. Does he have to be outside or can he be inside? No, and we're what, making him go outside. And what's the chance? We can't make him do anything. What's the chance one of yesterday's football signings scores a touchdown for BYU next season? We'll discuss. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU and Western Michigan kick off at 4 p.m. Eastern time tomorrow in the famous Idaho Potato Bowl. You can listen to the game on BYU Radio. I will have Cougar pregame live beginning at 2 Eastern. Welcome back, Jerem Jordan and Jason Shepard in Radio Vision Live on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Let's get to today's headlines. Tomorrow it's on, baby. BYU and Western Michigan in the famous Idaho Potato Bowl. Cougar offensive lineman Tristan Hodge says BYU is preparing with urgency for the Broncos. Guys keeping prepared, you know, ready to keep going and keep pushing and getting better, you know, because we, we are taking, while we are having fun, this is a serious game that we have to prepare for. BYU signed 14 new players yesterday. Linebacker Michael Daly, wide receiver Chase Roberts, offensive lineman Brock Gunderson, offensive lineman Eli Unatoa, and defensive back George Udo. The class also includes four-star quarterback Jacob Conover from Chandler, Arizona, who we just had on our previous segment. Yeah, great conversation with Jacob. Kyle Collinsworth put up nine points, 14 rebounds, and five assists in a G League loss last night to the Memphis Hustle. He plays for the Raptors 905. They play in Vegas against the Texas Legends, his old team. That's right. It's a revenge game. Yes, it is. Let's play a little What's the Chance? BYU Sports Nation asks, What's the Chance? Is presented by BYU Food to Go, the MVP of your next event. Ben Bagley's in production control room, too. We call it PCR, too. Ben, what is up? Nothing. I'm just, uh, just sorry. After the Jacob Conover interview, I was just thinking about Sade and Smooth Operator. Just... It's not Sade. It's Sade. Whatever. <laughs> potato, did he just call, potato. Did he just say Sade? I did. <laughs> That's what we call her in Cash Valley. Okay. Well, that explains I... a lot. <laughs> well, what else do you have for us, Ben? <laughs> well, let's play a little What's the Chance. What's the Chance? One of yesterday's early signees scores a touchdown next season. Mm, next season, so this is non-mission, guys. Yeah, this. Yeah, I'm going to say 58. percent I'm going to say there's a pretty good chance that it happens. My money's on on Roberts. I think Chase Roberts is the guy. Your boy Chase Roberts. I go uh, 23. percent There weren't a lot of touchdowns to come by for the receivers <laughs> this year. I would hope it's a new year. Well, it's been two years in a row. I hope that. Yeah. It, well, here's the thing. Bury loses Dylan Colley, and then they have like everybody else back, assuming that. You know, Gunnar Romney doesn't go on a mission and Dallin Holker. It sounds like those guys are playing next year. We'll see. Chase Roberts seems like the type of guy. Chase Roberts, potentially tight end Carter Wheat. He could be a guy that comes in and is like a Dallin Holker, plays right away, gets a look, and uh, scores a touchdown. So 23%. But I think you and I agree that the chances are likely that someone does. Yes. Well, just simply simply because, I mean, if, if you just look at this year, look at how many young players had the opportunity to play. I, I don't necessarily see that changing. Well, I don't think that's a great thing. No, I understand. Me. I understand that there could be different reasons as fine, to why. I like one year. I, I think you well, need upperclassmen t- playing the majority of But if the yeah. talent warrants it, then you give them the time. Well, then, then you're missing on your sophomores, your juniors, and your seniors. That's what that means. So there's the good and the bad. I would say it's mostly bad if a bunch of freshmen play. You need your upperclassmen to play. They're, they've been in the program. Why aren't they playing? Let's go. I, I, I understand yeah. it, but I don't. Talent can come from anywhere. 
Yes. And you, you, you just, play the talent. You, you don't recruit these guys to only play as freshmen. You recruit them to play more as they get older. I agree. Right? Number two. What's the chance Zach Wilson throws for three touchdown passes tomorrow? Three. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say 75%. I think it's very likely, especially against the defense that he'll be facing. They're, they're not great, uh, specifically against the pass. I, I also think that he may, he may even add a fourth on the ground. Who knows? May go three in the air, one on the ground. Who knows? But, yeah, I think there's a pretty high probability, 75%, that, that uh, Zach throws three touchdowns. I'll go 80%. Uh, Western Michigan has given up one 26 upper. touchdown pass. Well, I would have done 76%. But, yeah, 80%. Uh, 26 touchdown passes allowed, 111th in FPS. So Wilson has done it once. It was Hawaii. He will do it again tomorrow. Number three. What's the chance that BYU scores 35 or more points tomorrow in the bowl game? Mm. My initial reaction was 50%. I'm going to pick a side. I will say 51%. There you go, because 50 is like, I'm just guessing. I don't know. 50% is just mailing it in. (laughs) I'm going to say 51% and go slightly on that side. I think it's certainly possible because of the defense that they're playing. So, yeah, I'd say it's maybe – not likely, but it's certainly possible. I'm just happy you didn't do 17%, 71%. What did, what 71%. Is, 71%. 71%. Yeah. <clears throat> I'll see your 51 and I'll go to 52. Uh, BYU has scored 35 plus in three games this year, all in Zach Wilson starts. Uh, they will do it a fourth time as well. I think, uh, no, I'm going like, no, I'm going higher. I'm going 72%. On one up, you're 71. No, go to 72. Uh, BYU is going to score 35 plus tomorrow. Western Michigan gives up 33 a game. So BYU is going to get uh, at least two more points in that. Number four. What's the chance two of the three? Or actually, we'll, we'll skip to that one in a minute. What's the chance BYU hoops splits their final two non-conference hoops games? So let's, let's San Diego State San Saturday, State, yes. at Mississippi State a week after that. Look, I, I think the chance to make it happen is against the Aztecs. You're at, you know, in San Diego. I, I think he owns San Diego State in VA House. Three game wins. <laughs> yeah, I know. Right I know. So I, I, I'll say... I'll say 48% that they, that they split. BYU can most definitely go into San Diego State and win. Can they close it out? That's the, that's the question. I say uh, 34% overall. Um, this team has some questions uh, that they need to answer, and they need to answer them fast. They've had a full week off, which is awesome. They will have all finished finals. Then go to San Diego State clear. The challenge will be beating Mississippi State. That's the 17th-ranked team in the country yeah. in the AP poll. Team that... Overcame a 12-point deficit to Wofford, by the way, last night, who BYU beat in 2011. Um, 18% chance uh, from Ken Palm to win next week at Mississippi State. San Diego State's better than UNLV, and this is a true road game. It is a true road so game. So this, this is a potential quad one, at least a quad two game on Selection Sunday for BYU. I go 34%. I think it's a challenge. I, I'm with you. I think BYU could, could compete and win the game Saturday. I think it's going to be a bigger challenge the next Saturday at Mississippi State. And last but not least, number five. Last one. What's the chance that two of the three of us have seen Aquaman by Monday? I think there's a pretty good chance because we actually are talking about going at 9.30 tonight. Yeah, so I would say that (laughs) I said 99.9, and the only reason I said that is because we're still waiting to hear uh, some small details. By the way, you got a text? Let's just check check your your text. Yep, we're good. We're good. We're going. Okay, good. All right, I'm going to tell my son to go buy the tickets. Yeah. I'll tell my son, and you Venmo me the money? Sure. Done. Let's do this on the air. So you're you're getting four tickets? I'm getting four tickets. Awesome. Yes. Okay. Okay. So, uh, ben, 100%. Ben, do you want a fifth? You want in on Yeah, that? you want it? You want to drive back down? Ben, you want to? Uh, where, where, where are we going? 
We were just we're going to, we're going to see Aquaman. I'll watch it up close to my house. We'll go three for three this weekend. You can listen. Okay. To, you can listen to Sade on your way down to hey, the theater tonight. Sade. She is a smooth operator, Jason. <laughs> There's no Jacob Conover. No, hey, no, that's that's what's the chance. Thanks, Ben, and uh, yeah, hopefully BYU can uh, get it done. Question of the day: How much of BYU's bowl success depends upon the performance of Zach? Wilson at var underscore black on Twitter. From what I've heard, Western Michigan has an offense that can score. So Zach, being the key to our offense, has to put up points on the on the board. But it was board ed. Hopefully, we're not bored tomorrow. Put it on the board. And uh, Sione Taki Taki needs to get the defense rolling because he's going to have to be the key to the defense with Corbin down. I would agree. I think Sione Taki Taki needs to have a big game. Who is going to rush on the edge and make an impact? Though that's the question. It's been Corbin and not a lot else. Yeah, we'll be interesting to see who steps up in that role. Coming up as the bowl game approaches, we've got Spencer Linton on the ground in Boise to give us the updates. Is he outside or inside? I still am pulling for having him outside. I'm guessing he's inside. Outside, Uh, off the ground. (laughs) Levitating while he does it. What? We'll talk with Spencer (laughs) coming up next. This is BYU Sports Nation. What's the Chance is brought to you by BYU Food to Go, the MVP of your next event. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. BYU basketball travels to San Diego to face San Diego State on Saturday. You can listen on BYU Radio 7 Eastern. I'll have pregame on Saturday beginning at 6 Eastern. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. This is our question of the day. How much of BYU's bowl success depends upon the performance of Zacharias Wilson, DB underscore Nelson 22 on the Graham. Everyone has to do their part, but Zach has to get out there and lead the team, keep them energized, and make plays. I wonder if he feels some level of redemption required on the blue turf after the Boise State game. Like, I didn't throw that ball away. We didn't make a play. We didn't win. I've got to play better. I hope that's a positively motivating factor for him. I would think so. Because BYU's played on that turf. They lost a tough one that, that could have been BYU's first ever win on the blue. And now they have an opportunity again, uh, albeit not against Boise State, but Western Michigan. Let's get out to Boise, not the blue turf, but the hotel where Spencer Linton is live in Boise. Spencer, how are you doing this morning? Fantastic. Uh, it's mild outside, temperatures in the 40s, sunshine, blue sky, and we're ready for football tomorrow. So, yeah, I'm doing well. What is the expected weather for tomorrow? What's, what, what are the field conditions expected to be? So I just got the latest and greatest details uh, from BYU's resident meteorologist, Brett Pine, who also happens to work uh, for BYU Football Sports Information. Uh, And he did confirm that uh, they're expecting temperatures low to mid-40s and a ton of sunshine. Um, And he also informed me that there are some tickets still available for BYU fans who may have been worried about the weather at BYUtickets.com. So, uh, I mean, for December in Boise... I think it's about as ideal as you could hope for from a weather standpoint. And the streak continues of no snow ever in the history of the famous Idaho Potato Bowl, or so it would seem. Maybe I've jinxed it. I yeah, don't know. come on, man. But it doesn't look like it's. There's it's a blizzard like tomorrow. It's all on you. <laughs> it's not Mother Nature. I will accept responsibility yeah, for that. You. Yeah. Okay. Uh, tell us a little bit about some of the activities this week. We've highlighted kind of what's gone on uh, briefly, but. Uh, obviously, it's more than a, a game, and it's more than a regular week. And BYU's had to kind of balance finals with that, too. 
Yeah, thankfully most of the players have uh, wrapped up their finals by now and they can really focus in on the game. We showed you the uh, video of the team tubing down uh, Bogus Basin, the slopes up there. Uh, this morning they met with, and Ben Bagley will appreciate this, our fabulous BYU Sports Nation producer, Oakland Raider great Tim Brown and Notre Dame legend. He nice. talked to them about life after football and how that they can get to a better place after they have to hang up the cleats. So they spoke with Tim Brown, Western Michigan and BYU, in a big ballroom. They met with him, motivational speaker type thing. BYU is about to go into team meetings. They'll practice a little bit later today at 1 o'clock. And then it's from that point on pretty much into normal game preparation when they're on the road. Uh, the team will watch a movie tonight. They'll hang out, spend some time with family, and then it's game day tomorrow. So the activities, for the most part, are over once they get into meetings and practice later today. Is it Aquaman tonight? That's the real question, Spencer. It comes out tonight. We're going. I, I need to do some investigative journalism on that because I know that is burning question number one for you, Jeremy Jordan. <laughs> yeah. I will find out what movie they are watching tonight. And make it out. I'll let you know. I'm guessing it's not Mary Poppins Returns or Fantastic Beasts 2. Um, so I think it's a, a good bet that it's Aquaman. Okay. Look into that. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and as Jerem okay. said, we're, we're going tonight. Uh, would you like us to buy a ticket? And if you can try and get down here by 930, that'd be fantastic. Hey, yeah, thanks, Jason. Thanks for the invitation. It's convenient that uh, you two decided to go today while I'm in Boise and you knew I would be in Boise. So, yeah, thanks, we, guys. That's no, uh, super kind of you. We had no idea. We had no idea. Let, let's, let's actually dive in. <laughs> let's dive into this matchup. And it's actually it's one of the things we discussed on the show today. It's, it's, our, it's our question of the day. How much of BYU's success is tied directly to Zach Wilson's performance? Oh, I think it is the primary factor. He's the quarterback. The play starts with him. And often, as we've seen this year, it ends with him if he decides to run the ball and, and make some things happen with his feet, uh, if not throwing the ball down the field. So I, I don't know if you can associate a, a percentage number to that, but he clearly, to me, is the key factor in BYU's success. Western Michigan gives up 33 points a game. Their defense is suspect, especially in the run game, and BYU's got some banged-up running backs, so I think Zach Wilson might have to do a little bit more with his feet, and I think he can exploit that defense, so more Zach Wilson, more time he's on the field, I think that means good things for BYU against a defense that's uh, been prone to give up some big numbers this year. Talking to Spencer Linton live from Boise, Idaho, as we prepare for the famous Idaho Potato Bowl tomorrow. Let's talk about the other side of the ball, Spencer. Defensively, Corbin and Isaiah Kafusi are out. That's a big deal for this defense. That's going up against top 20 rusher in the country and Levante Bellamy, touchdown machine Jamari Bogan has 15 rushing touchdowns. How do you see that matchup between the Western Michigan run game and the BYU front seven? Well, not surprisingly, Jerem, it comes down to what the coaches believe is stopping the run and the key to getting the BYU offense back on the field. You ask a coach, any football coach in America, and they'll say, key to the game, stop the run. And uh, that certainly means slowing down Bellamy and Western Michigan. And there are some key injuries that you brought up with Isaiah and Corbin Kafusi. But I just talked to Preston Hadley, and he told me, you know, the, the old adage – Next man up. BYU's ready. They're excited for the challenge of facing a talented running back and slowing down that run game. It, it, for them, it is stop the run, and everything will fall into place after that. The line right now is 12 and a half. You think that's fair? You think that's about where this play, how this plays out? 
Well, I don't know what the uh, experts in the desert uh, use to kind of postulate their formulas, but good word. I've have questioned I've questioned it before, and I've been wrong a lot. <laughs> so I'm going to go ahead and say yes. It's it's fair. It seemed a little bit high to me when it first came out, given that BYU has some key injuries on the defensive side of the ball, and then Matt Hadley breaking his leg, and who knows what's going to happen after a three week layoff. But I, I'm going to say that they they know they they just know. I don't know how they know. But they know, and so I do think it actually is a fair line. There's one common opponent between these two, and it's Northern Illinois. That's the last game Western Michigan played, and the Broncos won 28-21. BYU lost 7-6, albeit in the second start for Zach Wilson. How does that affect how you feel about the matchup with the one common opponent? Well, it certainly raises the level of concern for BYU fans, for sure. I do think that there was this rallying cry for Western Michigan after they had been so bad defensively in the games leading up to that Northern Illinois contest where they had to fire their defensive coordinator, and then they kind of rallied and played hard, and they win one for the new defensive coordinator. And I don't know. I think that there is something emotionally to that when you go through something hard. Now that they've been removed from that game for a little while and there's been a layoff and they're in Idaho and it's going to be a pro-BYU crowd, I, I don't know that that necessarily carries over emotionally like it did to that Northern Illinois game. So not a ton of concern. And I will say this about BYU. I'm really liking the vibe that I get from the team. Not surprisingly, the guys that didn't go to a bowl game last year that are here now are soaking in every moment of this. They are so glad to be back on the bowl scene after being miserable last year. That is the collective word that I've been told from players and coaches. Last year was miserable. And so they're enjoying it. They're ex- they are legitimately excited to play in this game. doesn't matter the opponent. doesn't matter the area. They are excited to be back in the bowl scene, and that's a good sign for BYU and for BYU football fans. All right, let's have you look into your crystal ball. One of the things we've been talking about today, and obviously you were part of the show yesterday announcing the the signees on the uh, early signing period. Which signee yesterday do you believe will make the biggest impact at BYU? Man, I... I want to go with Jacob Conover, and he had a fantastic interview with uh, you gentlemen earlier in the show. When it's the quarterback, it's the easiest line to make the biggest impact because, again, the Zach Wilson factor plays start and end on offense with the quarterback. And Conover is a capable runner. He's a gunslinger. He's a good decision maker. So I'd lean that direction. But defensively, I'm excited to watch Michael Daly, the linebacker out of uh, nearby Alpine, Utah. When you have 24 and a half sacks, I don't care if it's high school. And that's number two in the entire country for all high school players. When you have that many, you are a gamer. And his coaches have all said he plays the best in the most important, most stressful, most pressure-packed games. So I'm excited to see what he can do as a linebacker. And there is significant heritage, not just in his family, but in the linebacker position at BYU. So after Jacob Conover, I want to see what Michael Daly can do for the Cougars. Awesome. Well, good stuff. Uh, Enjoy the rest of the day. We'll talk to you tomorrow on the show with Blaine Fowler. And then, of course, again on uh, Countdown to Kickoff uh, tomorrow at 3 Eastern time. So enjoy the rest of the day, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. All right. Hey, uh, enjoy Aquaman, and thanks for the invite. I was going to bring you back some bull merchandise over my shoulder, but now I'm reconsidering that. So enjoy the movie. It's okay. We have a bunch of potatoes. We're good. (laughs) Thanks, Spencer. (laughs) You got to see, guys. Spencer Linton live from Boise at the uh, Grove Hotel. We will talk to him again tomorrow, uh, not once, but twice. Absolutely. Coming up, a former Cougar is busy getting buckets for the North.
And winter is coming? What? <laughs> and we'll introduce you to the four signees we didn't get to yesterday on the show. This is BYU Sports Nation. Muchas gracias to today's guest, Jacob Conover, the four-star signee at quarterback for BYU, and Spencer Linton, who is a five-star in our eyes. Uh, sorry to Dennis Pitta, we just ran out of time. That's just rude, I'm sorry. If you miss any of today's show, you can download the podcast at any time on iTunes or Google Play. Coming up tomorrow, getting you ready for the bowl game. Greg Rubel, Mark Lyons, Blaine Fowler, Spencer Linton, all on the show. We'd have them all at the same time, but we wouldn't be able to hear anybody. That's so a great we're going to split them into two groups. That's a great point. Yeah. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Football. BYU added 14 players yesterday on the first day of the 2019 early signing period. Now, we highlighted 10 of those yesterday. Uh, four more after the show. Chase Roberts, the wide receiver out of American Fork. Brock Gunderson, the offensive lineman from Texas. George Udo, defensive back from Walnut Creek, California. And Eli Unatoa, the offensive lineman from Hawaii. BYU continues preparation for the famous Idaho Potato Bowl. Coverage of the game begins at 2 Eastern time tomorrow on BYU Radio. 3 Eastern time on BYU TV with countdown to kickoff. And, of course, BYU Sports Nation tomorrow at noon. Cougars in Pro Hoops. Last night in the NBA G League, Kyle Collinsworth had 9 points, 14 rebounds, and 5 assists in the Raptors' 9-0-5 loss to Memphis. You can catch Collinsworth again tomorrow night in Las Vegas when his team faces his old team, the Texas Legends. A rise and shout goes to the four signees that added to the 10 for a total of 14 for BYU football. Welcome to the family. At the top of the show, we asked earlier, why is it called a continental breakfast? Well, the BYU Sports Nation research team that we didn't know we had until today came up with this answer. Quote, the phrase, copy and pasted this answer. The phrase was first coined in the late 19th century when North American hotels started trying to appeal to the United States' newly minted middle class as well as tourists from Europe. As the West became increasingly urbanized, Jason, Mm -hmm. America's middle class expanded. Fewer people participated in the physically demanding agrarian agrarian Agrarian. lifestyle that was common in the 1800s. The traditional American breakfast, a heavy meal consisting of meat, eggs, fish, bread, hearty cereals, fruits, condiments, was no longer a necessary staple. As a result, wealthier travelers sought out a lighter fare during their travels, which brings us to the elite voice of the day, presented by Sundance Mountain Resort, celebrating 50 years at Cox Web Dev on Twitter. I always wondered why I hate continental breakfast. Give me the meat! Is that Ving Rhames? Hashtag protein. Is Ving Rhames chiming in on the show today? Wow, the conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Use the hashtag BYUSN. For Jason, I'm Jerem. Shout out to John Garber. BYU Sports Nation, back at it tomorrow at noon Eastern time after we eat a continental breakfast. Delish.